First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. I had to go. This is the final word with Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon, and I am absolutely delighted to say that we are coming to you from Pakistan, from Royal Pindi Cricket Ground to be precise, ahead of uh, the test match that starts tomorrow, the first time Australia have played test cricket in this country for 24 years. An entire generation, Jeff, didn't get this opportunity, uh, but they will under Pat Cummins tomorrow against a, a weakened Pakistan team uh, due to COVID and injury, but uh, they've been formidable here over many years. They haven't lost a test match here since they started playing test cricket here again in 2019 uh, but more generally I mean what a joy to have got on that plane got off at the other end of Islamabad and to have finally arrived in Pakistan I did not think this was going to happen for us I thought maybe I thought in our lifetimes but I thought at least 10 years away mm. maybe between 10 and 20 years we might get back here at some point you know the Australians are so cagey about touring anywhere um, as soon as you know someone slams the car door loudly um, you know can't do it can't go the way that they're always the last one in, you know, the CA is usually the last board in when when uh, other countries are being willing to 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 be a little bit more adventurous. Um, and yet here we are. New Zealand pulled out last year. England pulled out last year um, for you know reasons that didn't really stack up, at least with what was available publicly. That would have been the easiest get out card in the world for Cricket Australia to say, oh well, not this time. Next time, fellas. Next time, get back to us in four years. And yet here we are. Um, Pat Cummins is here. He's leading his team. Uh, the interim coach is here, Andrew McDonald. You can see the, the pitch behind us. We're down here. It's absolutely like peak hour down here. Everyone's <laughs> here, about 400 technicians. The smell of fuel in the air. Everybody's plugging things in and seeing if they work and seeing if they don't. So are we. Um, and it's, it's remarkable that this will be sold out and we'll be, we'll be hearing that crowd over the next five days. Yeah, they're painting on the sponsor signs on the ground. They're, they're adding seats. It's like a wedding seat style situation here at Royal Pindi where, where some of the terror 
terraces, they can bring in, bring chairs in or take them away. Well, the good news here at Royal Pindy is that they've agreed to let capacity be 100%. All 15,000 tickets will be sold. It was going to be 50% with COVID, but um, apparently we've heard local reports that all five days have been sold out, which is just wonderful. The atmosphere at this boutique ground will be something else, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a ground where um, Pakistan have, have played a bit of test cricket since their uh, reintegration a couple of years ago to this part of the world. Uh, when Nassim Shah took his hat-trick as a 16-year-old just before COVID, a ground where Australia won in 1998. They've only won three test matches in Pakistan ever. Um, two under Benno in, in 1959-60 and one in 1998, which was enough for a series win. Steve Waugh making a big hundred here to lead that uh, victory under Mark Taylor. So there's plenty of history at this ground in this city uh, and uh, and the Australian team coming off a really impressive and clinical performance against England. But it'll be different gravy here in Pakistan when they haven't travelled much. Indeed, they haven't travelled at all with the exception of the 2019 Ashes. You've got to go back to the Sandpaper Series of 2018 for the time before that that they've been abroad for Test Cricket and to the 2017 Bangladesh Test Matches for the, the most recent time they were in Asia. Mm, it's, it's a long, long while. You think back to Steve Smith in 2017 in India and it seems like a lifetime ago yeah. um, in terms of what he was able to put together. That, that, that was him reaching the apogee of his career in, in 2017 and taking that on to, to the 17-18 Ashes. Um, he hasn't been the same player in the last couple of years. He hasn't had much chance to play Test cricket in the last couple of years, but watching him do such a long session out the, the centre wicket practice yesterday, you know, he was there well after everybody else. The old classic, everyone's gone home and Steve Smith is still in the middle batting on. So maybe he'll he'll be able to produce something he's always been able to, uh, to do that previously when a big moment comes. And I don't think it comes much bigger than this because the players here now... You know, it's unlikely many of them will be back. You know, they they might have another chance in four years or so, but um, how many of them will be still going around at that point? Um, Smith and Warner probably unlikely to be to be around in four years' time. You would have thought. So. And I like the fact that Pat Cummins is across that. Like at his press conference this morning, he said that we know we'll look back on the next few weeks of our career as some of the most important of, of our lives. Mm. Like you know. A, the fact that so many Australian players of the previous generations weren't able to do this trip. Yep. Take Michael Clark, Mike Hussey, Mitchell Johnson. There's a whole range of Australian greats who, who didn't get the chance to visit Pakistan. The fact that it might not happen again. Mm. And yes, the security situation is profound. I mean, I've never seen anything like it with the, the, the security canopy back and forth from the hotel to the ground each day with all the, the guns in the world, seemingly, uh, in this part of the world anyway, uh, uh, all pointed uh, around to make sure that they're not going to um, be under any threat. Yeah. And there's obviously the COVID situation as well, which is already a part of this series with um, Harris Ralph uh, rubbed out and, and Farwood Ahmed, who's Australia's spin coach, rubbed out at least for the first week as well. But even with all of those caveats, that, that they know that just being here, playing in these mm-hmm. grounds in front of these fans will, will be memories that'll last a lifetime. It, it, does, it does make you a little uneasy at times. You know, you're wondering through the hotel and there's snipers on the roof and you <laughs> you think twice about you know double dipping back into the tomato sauce or something you're like you know you don't want to you don't want to cross anybody at this point um yeah the cordons and cordons of police and soldiers to to get into the ground uh, look we've been in some countries with pretty high security presences at sporting matches but not like this this is this is definitely the top level it is the you know the head of state security that they're, yep. they're calling it um it's definitely irritating some people here in the town who because the whole city gets shut down when the teams cross town. You know, the buses go across town and all the roads get shut off. The telecommunications get shut 
off. You know, not everybody's glad to have cricket here. So I don't want to sort of whitewash it that, oh, all of Pakistan is rejoicing that the cricket's back. Some people aren't, aren't too happy about it at all. But there's a trade-off, I suppose. There's economic benefit. There's all of those arguments to be made as to why it's a good thing. Yeah, and I think... There is, there, I suppose it's a vocal minority to hold that view. The vast majority of people, my sense is from social media and people we've spoken to, even at the airport at half past two in the morning the other night, dozens of people come up to me identifying that I was here for the cricket and was so grateful the series is, is taking place. So um, this is a big deal for a, a lot of Pakistanis who have longed for, for Test cricket to return. And there was that existential risk last year when New Zealand pulled out for security concerns and England pulled out because they couldn't be bothered leaving the IPL uh, in the space of a week. We thought that would be the, the fig leaf for Australia not to come, but mm-hmm. it's proven to work the other way and it might have ratcheted up the pressure why Australia needed to come and prove they were good global citizens after pulling out in South Africa last year. Jeff, just a to go through a bit more of the cricket side of things. Um, mm. The pitch looked flat two days ago. We haven't seen it for two days. It was undercover the whole time we were here yesterday, which is unusual, which was the reason why Pat Cummins hasn't named a team. Uh, they've named a squad of, I would say, you could say, you know, 13 into 11 when you consider that Mitchell Schwepson could make his test debut, although Ashton Agar could be the second spinner. Mm. Alternatively, they might play three quicks. So they haven't made their mind up yet. Agar bowled a lot yesterday in that centre wicket as well. It's curious what might be going on with this pitch because so the, the the local sort of angle has been look at all these fools practicing spin when this is a good wicket for fast bowlers but it's also crumbly it's also the kind of thing that can fall apart they had it under covers under bright sunshine yesterday so it's under covers under the the rain right now yesterday it was because they didn't want the sun to cook it because it breaks up so we just don't know which way it could go it yeah. could, could be a good quick bowlers wick it could be a spinner's wick it could be both and if it's rough then it'll reverse as well so that could bring the spinners into it and bring the quicks in later in the inning so maybe it's happy days for everybody but the last few times they've played here it's been a fast bowler's pitch you know they've taken the wickets they've done the damage so yeah I, I, I suspect Australia will go conservative they'll go with their three front line quicks they'll have green as a backup and they'll have one spinner but you never know I reckon they'll go the other way I, I, I think the the fact that the pitch looks so ready to play on three days before the test would suggest it's balance of probability spin will be a major factor on day four and day five and they won't want to get caught out the way they were at Sydney a couple of months ago when they only had that one frontline spinner. So that might tilt them that way. And the word on the street is that Agar might get that chance. So Schwepson, who's been in Australian squads for five years now, still has to wait for that test. He might have to wait till Sri Lanka later in the year. Um, who's to know? As for Pakistan, uh, you, you can probably conceive about 12 different 11s for them. They, they've, sure. got, they've got that many players who've been brought into the squad after Harris Ralph uh, got wiped out with COVID. Um, of course, Hassan Ali is not available due to the adductor strain, I think it was. Mm. Um, a couple of other players dropped out between when they named their squad a fortnight ago and now they've got Mohamed Wazim Jr. as a potential uh, fast bowling mm. all-rounder. Iftika Ahmed, who played in Australia a couple of years ago, but not since as their spinning all-rounder option. Uh, it's unclear who will open the innings. We're hearing maybe Azar Ali might move from number three to open and, of course, the engine room of Barbara Azam and Farwad Alam, who've been so successful for, for Pakistan. Uh, and in Barbara's case, he averages 110 at this ground and 87 in Pakistan since they started playing tests here a few years ago. So they're pretty settled the lower they go down Rizwan as well, but Mm. unclear about the top three. Well, and also unclear about what the makeup of that bowling attack will be, how much it relies on all-rounders, you know, whether they use... Someone like Iftikhar could bat six if you needed to, but would probably bat seven Rizwan at six if you were in the team. But do they want him in the team because he's more of a, a... more use with the bat than the ball probably um, he's more of a holding sort of spinner do they want Norman Ali to have that 
left arm option and he can bat a bit as well. Um, and then, yeah, someone like Mohamed Wasim Jr. who's not not been around a lot, not done a lot, um, but he's he's got some all-round capability. Do they want that third seamer to, to supplement the the quick bowling pair, the kick things off? So they've got a lot of different makeups they could have. Yeah, and they could bat deeper as well and, and, and back that sort of strong lower middle order like England yeah. have done a couple of times. I suppose go Sajid, once, go big. Yeah, go once, go big. And that'll be a big factor, right? Like Australia haven't had that challenge for a while. Yeah. I mean, that, it's been all about blasting teams out in Australia. They've seldom been away from home, as we mentioned before. They might have to bat two full days here in the first innings to, to reach par. Mm. It might be like it was when we were in Dubai four years ago, yeah. Jeff, when you, you, there's no choice but to bat for time and yeah. to occupy as much time and absorb as much time as you can and go at two and over. Pat Cummins mentioned that earlier today. It is pressure as well. So mm. they've not and, been and the sort there, of thing. Does that, do they have that? Like, can Travis Head do that? Yeah, can we Cameron don't know. Green do that? We, we uh, genuinely don't know the answer to that. And that's, that's fascinating to Cameron me. Cameron Green, I, I reckon, can go at naught and over or about seven and over, <laughs> but I'm not sure if he can go sort of in between yeah. from what we've seen so far. Um, yeah. I, I, how do they how do they balance that up? I'm not sure. Yeah, and I suppose they'll they'll prefer to go with uh, the off spinner, Sajib, because they'll they'll want moving away from the bat to the four left handers in Australia's top seven, I think mm-hmm. it is at the moment. So yeah, there, there are lots of different options there for Pakistan. Of course their attack will be led by Shaheen Shah Afridi, who is extraordinary. I can't believe he's only twenty one years of age. I remember being at his international debut uh, out in Harare four years ago it must have been and and what a bowler he's become. Nasim Shah we already mentioned and it's likely there'll be the only two quicks Hassan Ali we mentioned before not available after his bumper twenty twenty one and making that ICC team of the year. So And if yeah. he's got a strain He's not going to play the second or third test. They're, they're sort of saying, oh, he's only out for the first. But if he's like, he's not going to turn it around in a week. He's not going to be able to bowl at capacity, is he, surely? Yeah, it would, if, well, that's right, isn't it? You're off, and, and remember, he only picked up the injury at the end of the PSL as well. It's not as though he's been yeah. uh, on the recovery. Like Josh Hazelwood's side strain that was going to keep him out of one test and he missed four. Yeah, yeah. and the, the other player I'm keen to watch in the flesh is Abdullah Shafiq, who... I mean, it's staggering, isn't it, Jeff? He's played two test matches, but only five first-class games. Yes, and he played one domestic game. Yeah. For his for his local side for Central Punjab, and then his next two first class games were for the the, the, the Pakistan A team, and then he played two Test matches. That's his whole career. That's his five first class matches. You know, two two Tests among them. Couple of Test fifties on debut. Made a first class ton on debut. Uh, made another ton for for the Pakistan reserve team, and and here he is. Away you go. Right, Jeff. Let's go through what we're doing through the series. So every night at Stumps, and we'll try and do a preview video before Karachi and Lahore as well. There'll be an episode of the final word in your feed on YouTube as well. If you want to sponsor this show, we have um, managed to end up without a sponsor. Don't quite know how we how we stumbled upon uh, arriving here without that but hey if you want this territory I guarantee you the final word daily is by far our most downloaded show whenever we make them it's a great bit of space you can blanket the show from start to finish Uh, we will be on the radio uh, on SEN uh, across the country coast to coast both of us are broadcasting on there throughout the series Uh, what else are we doing Jeff you're doing some writing for the Guardian yeah um, bits and pieces for for all kinds of outlets some Guardian stuff Um, I don't know just just keep your eyes on the skies you'll (laughs) you'll see it when it comes All right, we'll leave it there thanks for listening this has been the final web. We're in Pakistan at long last. Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon, and we cannot wait. Deal, deal. So you know what I meant. I had to go about.